At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, your official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. This is the HHC, your home for all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us once again on the HHC. It's a game day edition. We're getting you ready for Hornets versus Cavs tonight. But also, we've got a special guest today. You might have read in The Athletic a big profile piece on LaMelo Ball and the author of it. Joe Varden is with us for this entire edition of the Hornets Hivecast. And you joins us now. Joe, thanks so much for your time today. I'm certainly hoping that they read read the entire piece. Thousands of your fans have dug into it. I know I enjoyed writing it. It was a great read. The piece is titled, Why LaMelo Ball Has Been the Perfect Party Guest in Charlotte and May Be Everything Hornets Fans Were Hoping For. I'll ask you the question, why is LaMelo Ball perhaps what Hornets fans have been hoping for? Well, I think there's a couple things, and and the first is when he was drafted and, and leading up to his selection, third overall, the Hornets obviously had done their homework. They felt comfortable taking him, but there were some discussions around the league pertaining to Lamelo's late childhood and the way he was brought up, and sort of having to like he went to Europe and then he went to Australia and then he spends this season just out of nowhere in Ohio of all places at like a, a, a high school-esque institute. He was a reality TV star. He had like a, a million social media followers already, stuff like that. And there was just a question of like how he would fit in in a locker room full of not only adults, but millionaires who don't care about that. They don't care about any of that. They're not intimidated by anything. And he got there and just sort of opened himself up to teammates, to coaches, and developed a, a relationship with, with Michael Jordan right away in a way that made you feel so much better if you were unsure of how this would work. The way he carried himself inside the organization 
made you feel better about that. And then the second thing is the comfort level that he's shown with everybody has manifested itself into how he feels about playing for the organization. And he says in the, in the piece that he is of the belief that you go somewhere that drafts you and you build from there, that you don't have an eye towards bigger markets in New York or L.A. or whatever the case. And so you really like that. And then the third thing is, is just the way he's been able to play. Uh, he's just been above and beyond. You know, the best rookie in that class, obviously rookie of the year, seems able to manage an offense uh, at such a young age and with so much more to develop in terms of his game. But really just a lot of good stuff to look, look forward to with LaMelo Ball. And that performance aspect of it, it was certainly on display the other day as the Hornets came from behind to beat the Indiana Pacers 123-122, to propelled by the reigning Rookie of the Year, LaMelo Ball, who led all Hornets with 31 points, also chipped in nine rebounds and seven assists. You know, going back to your, your first kind of takeaway from working on the piece, the getting to know LaMelo Ball, if you will, you're right, he has been in the public eye basically since he was a freshman in high school. But as is the case, I would assume, with a, a lot of maybe reality TV-type stars, we, we think we know them, but really we know what's presented in either social media snippets or, or what's put out there, but maybe don't know the person as well. Do you think that's maybe true of, of LaMelo, that there's a, a persona, a perception uh, that was out there of him coming out of high school, and now the reality is a different person than people might have expected and one that has really brought people together in particular with this Hornets team? Well, Sam, I think that's an excellent question, and I'm glad that you asked it because this actually, this piece that's out this week is not my first profile of LaMelo Ball. Leading up to his being drafted third overall, I actually spent a couple months tracking down all of his teammates, and coaches and then opposing teammates and opposing coaches from that year in Ohio. And basically that's because I still live in Cleveland and he actually played against the, the little town where I live. And so I, I just, I, it was, it was easy for me to get the phone numbers of these coaches and then find they would hook me up with their players and they all want to talk, of course. And then just kind of went from there as far as like tracking down the, the, the other guys who played with him at the Institute. And all of that is to say is I went into that project thinking that we would get all these stories about what it's like to play with a childhood star, a celebrity. He's a celebrity when he comes to Ohio and plays for this Spire Institute. And instead, what you heard was how sort of Humble's not quite the right word, but how he was able to make connections with everybody he came in contact with. And it didn't matter if it was – there were a couple other players on that team who were blue-chip prospects. You know, one of them plays at Michigan State now. Um, there's a couple other Division One kids who are playing right now who are on that team. But there were kids who were like um, computer science majors who don't even play basketball now. And, and uh, LaMelo connected with them. He, he made connections with like some opponents and, and didn't do or say anything that you might think would be braggadocious or cocky or, or any of the other traits that we want to assign. I heard all those things. We wrote that story. And, and then to come to Charlotte and spend a few days with, with everybody there like I did and to sit down with, with James Borrego in his office and have him tell me about LaMelo wanting to come to the house and sort of how he's connected to all these other 
millionaires on the team. And I actually stopped James and said, you know, this is not the first time that I've heard this about LaMelo. And so now you have two very clear, totally different situations, a high school in Ohio and the Charlotte Hornets of the NBA, where this is how LaMelo has carried himself and how he has acted with his peers. And so I think you can reasonably say that this is who he is. And that's great. That's, that's great for the Hornets. Joe Varden of The Athletic with us today. His recent piece, Why LaMelo Ball has been the perfect party guest in Charlotte and maybe everything Hornets fans were hoping for. Read it now on The Athletic if you haven't already. And the the party guest part of it comes from a story you talk about in the article. You kind of referenced it here. He, he goes over to head coach James Borrego's house. They took some pandemic protocols. They ate outside. But immediately, instead of just you know shooing away the family and being one-on-one with his head coach, which I, you wouldn't say that's outlandish for you know a particular NBA star if he's having dinner with his head coach, he gravitates towards the kids and apparently starts a pickup game in the neighborhood. So when you write stories like this, at least this is like my process, if I can, I'm looking for a way to set the scene before I tell you what the rest of the story is going to be about. And so we're sitting there in James' office, and he's, he's using these adjectives to describe LaMelo, and he's telling me like how he makes connections, whatever. And then I, I said, well, how can we show this? Like, what is an example of what you're talking about? And, and Coach stopped for a minute, and then he said, well, you know, he wanted to meet my family. And he goes through and he tells this whole story about LaMelo coming to the house, and like you said, there was a pickup game. And it wasn't just, it wasn't LaMelo against James, and it wasn't even like LaMelo like, just shooting a couple shots with, with the three Borrego children, ages like 11 to 15. They all had friends come over. And while they're supposed to have this picnic, each of the three children have friends come over from the neighborhood, and now there's a bunch of kids there. And so what turns out to be is like a three-on-three or a four-on-four game, and LaMelo starts playing. Like, he's going at the kids, and he's dribbling through his legs, and, like, they're running, you know, like, like dribble handoffs and, like, stuff like that. And in the piece that I write about LaMelo, James says, I've never seen this before, especially a player the caliber of LaMelo. I've just never seen this before where someone would come and immerse himself with my family the way that LaMelo did. It's a really fun piece. Highly suggest you take a look at it. It's available on The Athletic right now. Joe Varden's Why LaMelo Ball has been the perfect party guest in Charlotte and maybe everything Hornets fans were hoping for. We're going to talk with Joe a little bit more about the play of LaMelo Ball, both in his rookie year and thus far one game into his sophomore season as we roll along here on the Hornets Hivecast. I get allergy care from the doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates who know how to treat me, not just my symptoms. Now that my allergies are under control, I can ride my bike whenever I want, just like I did as a kid. Senta offers allergy testing and a wide range of treatment in North and South Carolina. Play like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Joe Varden of The Athletic, our guest today here on the HHC. He recently authored Why LaMelo Ball has been the perfect party guest in Charlotte and maybe everything Hornets fans were hoping for. Joe, thanks again for being with us here on the Hornets Hivecast. 
What is the expectation in your mind for his sophomore season? Because we've seen similar types of players, point guards, high draft picks, and Trey Young and John Morant have big, big jumps from year one to year two. Trey Young became an all-star. John Morant got his team into the playoffs. Where should the expectations be for LaMelo Ball? It's a great question. Going back to the piece, like one of my favorite parts was how candid Mitch Kupchak was about this very thing. He says, well, you know, I, I think the real responsibility falls on somebody like a Gordon Hayward who's making all this money. He's probably the one who feels the pressure. He said, LaMelo, I don't know. You hope he gets better. You want him to get better. But I've been around this league long enough to know that's not always the case. And I thought that was really interesting, the way that Mitch said that. And I'm only barely paraphrasing. Right? That's, pretty much, <laughs> that's pretty much the quote. And so I think what he's trying to say is, like, you just kind of wonder what to expect. Coming out in, in his first game of his sophomore year and, and, and scoring 31 like he did with all those assists and kind of leading the comeback, can he be that player night in and night out? You wonder. Um, I think more so what you want to see is, is he able to command the offense in the way that a typical point guard does? He's taller, you know, he's 6'7 or whatever. And he does have this scoring capability, but they have two scorers around him. So can he be more of the game manager? You know, his turnover ratio wasn't terrible last year, but I think they want him to be just more comfortable and more consistent running the offense. And I think that's what I'm looking for since that's what it is that they say they're working on. My last question for you goes back to the legacy piece. You talked to LaMelo Ball about it. You talked about it with John Morant in another recent piece you did. In talking to LaMelo from day one, when you ask him what his long-term goals are, he says Hall of Famer. My question for you is, is there something bigger than being a Hall of Famer that players like LaMelo and John Morant have the potential to be in being the iconic face of a franchise, being for their team what Michael Jordan was for the Chicago Bulls and will always be, what Steph Curry is for the Golden State Warriors? Is there something bigger than just being an all-time great that is available and maybe has been recognized already by young stars like LaMelo. Yeah, Sam, there is. There absolutely is. You look at what Damian Lillard has come out and said recently in Portland, like he's decided, you know, he's been the face of that franchise, but then with these whispers about wanting to leave, you start to wonder, and now he comes out and he says, no, I am not leaving Portland. And so now Damian Lillard will be inextricably linked with Portland for the rest of his life. There's no, there's no doubt about that. Ja Morant, certainly. Ja, ja could become the best player the franchise has ever had and certainly the biggest star they've ever had in short time. And then LaMelo, I mean, there's more history overall, I think, with the Hornets. But for the last several years, when you think about the Hornets, I mean, still probably the, the figure now who creates the most buzz has been the owner. And you want a player to be able to take that mantle back. And, and, and LaMelo could be that guy, but you have to be there. You have to establish the roots. That's one way to do it. And then the other way to do it is to win. LeBron, for instance, I mean, he's left a couple different teams. He would not be considered the face of the franchise in Miami, even though he led them to two titles and four finals. But in Cleveland, he will be because he still played more of his career there than anywhere else. The way he came back, being from there, things like that. Steph Curry, same thing totally changed the franchise um, and changed the game, you know, and he'll probably always be a warrior. So there's a few ways to do this, but Ja and LaMelo certainly 
have the opportunity to become those guys in, the, in their respective cities, for sure. The piece is why LaMelo Ball has been the perfect party guest in Charlotte and maybe everything Hornets fans were hoping for. It's a great read. Check it out. And if you aren't a subscriber already, I know I am, and I know I enjoy the pieces. And, of course, you can read Joe Varden's fantastic work there, including this latest piece on LaMelo. But we're not done with Joe yet. He is from Cleveland. He mentioned that before. Yeah. The Hornets are in Cleveland. <laughs> we're going to use his local expertise to preview tonight's contest against the Cavaliers after this on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, be sure to download the Hornets app on your mobile device. The Hornets app is your access to all new features and exclusive content, including the new game day experience for every game this season. Joe Varden of The Athletic, our guest today here on the HHC. All right, Joe, you are a Cleveland native. The Hornets are in the land to take on the Cavaliers, and this is an interesting matchup. Cleveland is a team that was in the lottery, like the Hornets were last year, quite frankly, but picking much higher, and it's it's an interesting matchup in my mind. Is it interesting to you, and what draws your attention when it comes to Hornets versus Cavs? Yeah, it does. I think in a way this is good for the Hornets because – the Cavs have to have this game. And how can you possibly say that in October? Any game is a must-win game. But, you know, if you're talking about a Hornet fan and watching a game so early with interest, especially on a Friday night in Cleveland, one of the perennially, you know, lower teams in the league the last four years, the Cavs need this game because they play at home against the Hornets and then they play at home against the Hawks on Saturday. And then they go out west for like a six-game trip right away. And their schedule in November is awful. And they're just not going to be favored to win most nights. And you, they could be looking at a 2-11 and start, like something that bad, if they don't win these games early on. And so the Cavs need this, and it will be their home opener. And so for all those reasons, I think this actually should be a good test for the Hornets early on. The biggest challenge to me in looking at the matchup is just sheerly the size Cleveland has. The Hornets, of course, have Mason Plumlee now in the middle. He had a really solid game, I thought, against Indiana. And P.J. Washington, uh, while it was a tough shooting night for him, he came through in the clutch in a big way. He he had probably the best final 30 seconds in any game of his career, the way way he closed out that contest against Indiana, both drawing the fouls, sinking the winning free throws, and then D'ing up Damanis Sabonis. But overall, this is a really big Cleveland team. They start Lori Markinen, Evan Mobley, the rookie out of USC, and Jared Allen, all of whom are over six foot ten. Allen, I think, was something ridiculous like eleven for eleven from the field the other day. This is a big team, and that could be a challenge for the Hornets. They are big, and starting Lori was uh, at the three. That's instead of Isaac Okoro, and that was somewhat of a, a stunner in some local media circles because. All along, the idea was the Cavs were going to play their young, their entire young core in the starting five. And, uh, and I think secretly they were preparing to start Laurie, uh, having traded for him for Larry Nance and then signed him to like a four-year, like $64 million extension or something like that. And so they're paying him. They need a shooter. They need more scoring. And, uh, and so now he's out there. And so now you're playing Markkinen, you're playing Evan Mobley, and you're playing Jared Allen in the front court. Darius Garland is a good player. This is his third year now. He's their starting point guard. And Colin Sexton, his, I mean, it, it, it would take a long time to get into all, everything with him. But he's been their leading scorer for a while. And he's still, for now, in the starting lineup, so we'll see. But that's the backcourt. You know, the, the bench is, is, is kind of interesting because you've got Kevin Love and Ricky Rubio 
coming off your bench and now Isaac Okoro, I guess. But, but you know, Rubio and Kevin are these established vets. And in Kevin's case, he's got two years and $60 million left on that contract. And the other night against Memphis, he had four points off the bench. So for the Cavs to have any chance, they need more out of those, out of their veterans. Markin included, he wasn't very good in the opener. And at the same time, they just are really excited about Evan Mobley, who uh, looks to be a good early draft pick, taking um, where he was third overall, just like Lamelo. Yeah, a very talented player. I saw him a lot coming up out of high school and going to USC. There's certainly a lot of skill there in Cleveland. And again, it does present some interesting size mismatches, but the Hornets have one to their advantage, you would think, as well. LaMelo Ball are right around six foot eight, taking on the guards for Cleveland. You mentioned them, Garland and Sexton. They are both, I think, six foot one. So there's a big size advantage to LaMelo Ball. But that being said, LaMelo played Cleveland only once last season, was only healthy for one matchup, and it was his first ever NBA game. He didn't score a point. He went 0 from the field. Now, everyone's first NBA game uh, doesn't always go like Chris Duarte's did for Indiana, where you make six threes and you you score 27 points, so I'm not holding it against LaMelo. I just bring it up to say you shouldn't get too far ahead of yourself saying, well, there's a size advantage for LaMelo, so he will definitely do this. I also don't think you should be a prisoner to history and say, oh, he didn't score against Cleveland. So that's going to happen again because clearly LaMelo Ball is on top of his game right now. And I, even though he doesn't ever indicate that he's looking for revenge or harboring any, you know, he, he's got a good professional mindset, short-term memory, just go out there, do the next play. But I would imagine he has somewhere in the back of his mind he's yet to score against Cleveland and wants to have a good showing against the Cavs. Sam. It was, I was there, it was one of the few regular season games I went to before, you know, with pandemic and whatever, all right, but I was there for that, and he was 0 for whatever from the floor, didn't make a shot, just wasn't effective in almost any way, and then to see how he went from there, yes, you you never know, one game doesn't say anything, but you're right, I think he, he wouldn't mind kind of uh, correcting the record, if you will, about his uh, how it goes for him in Cleveland. Uh, he certainly bounced out of it quickly uh, last year, of course, winning Rookie of the Year, and he's off to a great start in this one, matching his career high, making seven threes in his opener against Indiana. We'll see what he and the Hornets do for an encore tonight against Cleveland. We'll have the call for you on Sports Radio WFNZ and the Hornets Radio Network. Pre-game starts at 6, and I'll have the call starting at 7. Joe Varden of The Athletic has been our guest today. Joe, thank you so much for joining us here and giving us some of your time on the HHC, and we hope to see See you on the circuit again quite a few times in the Queen City. Absolutely. If for no other reason than I have to keep coming back for Mertz Chicken. <laughs> I love it. I love it. As, as someone still new to Charlotte, it's only my second season. I take any uh, recommendation for restaurants I can. So that's going high on the list. You're not the first person who's brought it up to me. So, uh, Joe, thank you again for your time and best of luck to you on your travels throughout the regular season. Same to you, Sam. Thanks for having me. And thanks to all of you for tuning in as well. A reminder, we will have tonight's contest 6 p.m. if you're tuned in on our flagship station, Sports Radio FNZ. I'll have the call from Cleveland starting. Starting at 7. We look forward to talking to you then. Till next time, tomorrow, Rob Longo will be in the anchor chair discussing tonight's game. So make sure you continue to lock in here on the HHC. For everyone here, for Joe Varden of The Athletic, Rob Longo, our producer, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. And we'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast.
Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.